this is Josh Hawks. This podcast is part of the Points of Interest Podcast Network. An Elegant Weapon is brought to you by Nemesis Studios. What are y'all doing in here? We're smoking reefer, and you don't want no part of this shit. An elegant weapon for the more civilized age. This is A.J. Fry from Interspace Weeknights 6 and 11 on Space, and you're listening to An Elegant Weapon. Aww. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 82 of An Elegant Weapon. Please excuse me while I lay down my lightsaber. I pick up my sonic screwdriver. And I light this spliff in the name of the doctor. God, they know how to party! Hello kids, how's it going? It's finally here. It's November, and you know what that means? That means all month long here on An Elegant Weapon, we are going to be celebrating the 50th anniversary of Doctor Who. I'm the Doctor. I'm a Time Lord. I'm from the planet Gallifrey in the constellation of Casterberus. I'm 903 years old, and I'm the man who's going to save your lives and all 6 billion people on the planet below. We're going to start off right with a bang. What we're going to do is we're going to kind of go through the month, and we're going to build... We're going to build from kind of uh, where I am in the Doctor Who universe, and we're going to progress and try and get more and more deeper and further into the time vortex as we travel through this timey-wimey wave of crazy, crazy shit. People assume that time is a strict progression of cause to effect, but actually, from a non-linear, non-subjective viewpoint, it's more like a big ball of wibbly-wobbly, timey-wimey stuff. 
Anybody who listens to this podcast regularly is familiar with the Points of Interest Podcast Network. That is our family. That is our home base. That is the network of which the weapon is a part of. My co-curator of the Points of Interest Podcast Network, his name is Josh El Haquez. Hawks. He is also my co-host on a show called Two Jays Later. I'm sure most of you are familiar with Mr. El Haquez. It's also been, it's come up before. Uh, we've discussed Doctor Who, me and Josh, in the past. And uh, he's watched it, he knows a little, but its uh, he hasn't quite seen enough or has, has felt that special regenerative vibe that uh, just sucks you right into the Who universe. But... Within his own his own little clan, uh, he in fact has someone who has been sucked in just as hard as I myself has, and that would be brother of El Hawkes. Ladies and gentlemen, let me introduce you to Adam Hawks. Hello. Thanks for uh, hanging out, man. Yeah, definitely, man. Thanks for having me on. No problem at all. Uh, I I thought you would be a good person to start with because from what I've observed, this is actually our first time talking, but right. uh, you know. Me and Josh being uh, tight buddies and all, uh, you know, we've you and I have been friends on Facebook for a little bit and have had Twitter conversations, right? And uh, this sort of thing. So we've met, just not vocally or oratorily yet, but uh, but here you go. So I know from watching jo- uh, Adam and his stuff that uh, he's a Doctor Who fan. I also know from the timeline of things we've discussed whereabouts you've kind of jumped into the whole uh, stream of things. So what was it exactly that brought you on board? Uh, we started going to my wife and I started going to some of the cons out here in Denver and uh, we just started noticing more and more people um, you know doing uh, Doctor Who cosplay and I, I used to watch it when I was a kid I used to watch it with my dad I think we got in uh, during the Tom Baker years uh, but he was always showing us the older episodes whenever they came on PBS that was the only time we were able to watch them but, I mean, just the more and more we saw it, you know, the more and more it, it just looked like a lot of fun. And, uh, yeah, I definitely decided, you know, you know, give it a shot and see if it was any better than the original ones that I used to watch. And, yeah, nice. Yeah, I just got sucked into it from there. I think it was uh, – I think it's a weird thing for us because I know we're, we're around similar ages. And uh, being, like, born in the 70s, raised in the 80s kids – we got a little confused. I don't know if it was quite the same for you, but uh, here, the CBC, Canadian Broadcasting Corporation, right. they were actually involved with the production of the of the original Doctor Who. Oh, nice. And, uh, yeah, because it was kind of a joint effort, you know, us being pretty much, you know, a colony and all. Right. So they, uh, there was a lot of, you know, cross-production, and we actually, you know, they threw some funds into there and stuff. So Doctor Who was a constant on television in Canada, on the CBC and uh, PBS, like you say. And I think we got confused as kids because Tom Baker, being the longest-running Doctor Who, he had, there's the most episodes of anybody of him. Uh, you know, he did it for, I think, seven years. So even though he was a 60s... 70s doctor we felt like he was our doctor because his reruns were being showed so much in the 80s oh yeah yeah Yeah, meanwhile it was peter davison doing his thing right right that was i've gone back and tried to watch some of his um just sporadically whenever they're on bbc or if they're on pbs and 
you know, it, it's just the time. <laughs> they're horrible. Yeah, it's uh, they're hard ones to watch, man. They uh... I mean, they're fun to watch, you know, because watching the those original ones, it's like watching the original Star Trek. It's cheesy. It's 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 super bad, but it, it's it's so much fun to watch. Uh, to a certain extent, yeah. But I think one of the things I've always loved about Doctor Who, at least, is that the writing, or at least the 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 creativity that goes into the originality of the ideas, has been at a constant standard. It seems through the whole fifty years. Oh yeah, and I mean, if you look at the episodes now, even in the beginning credits. I don't. I don't think I've ever seen a show where people are more interested in who wrote it than you know who directed it or who produced it. I mean, those are the two big credentials that you want doing any kind of TV show or movie is being a producer or a director. Nowadays, I mean, especially with that show, it's all about writing. It is. Yeah. Yeah. Things have changed since like because of Lost and you know shows like Breaking Bad that have. <clears throat> come along like it's always been important being a british tv show they've always had that thing written by whoever in the front like title page but yeah they've kept that up and you're totally right like it's all about who writes doctor who because the effects as much as they do better nowadays with the budget they've always had has always been crappy yeah the writing makes up for it tenfold you know oh yeah I and mean, most of the ideas i mean when you start watching it, there's a certain point where you think, you know, that there's no way that this is going to work. The production value is so bad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but the writing is just so damn good that, I mean, you're right. It just, it, it just goes right above the you best for- production level. Yeah, you forgive it. Like you don't even care about. Like it's just, it's not like a lot of Hollywood where the writing is a device for the special effects. It's actually where the special effects are just a little bit of a device for the writing. So they're not actually that important. Right. You know, so, and it's also of course part of the charm that has always been Dr. Who, you know? Oh yeah, definitely. It's still fucking nuts to me when you think back to the original doctor and the whole idea of, it's just nuts that, okay, we're going to have this old dude, and he's going to fly around in a fucking telephone booth <laughs> <laughs> through all of – not just like space. It wasn't enough that he's a space-traveling alien from another planet. He had to be able to travel through all of time and space and dimension. Right. <laughs> like, <laughs> who thought of that in 1963? That's an insane thought. Like, the, You know, they make it so nonchalant too. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. yeah. That was the one thing I've always really liked about it. I mean, when you watch him now, I mean, it, it, it's it's the one phrase that everybody, I think, even, you know, the first time you watch that show and the first time that, you know, that companion walks through the doors of the TARDIS, they always say the same thing. It's bigger on the inside. Much bigger on the inside. Yeah. They have this huge surprise thing, but no matter what doctor it is, it's nothing to him. It's yeah. nothing. No. It's, oh yeah, it totally is. Just come inside and we'll go somewhere. It would have been interesting to see if they had had the budget to not had to come up with the brilliant idea to have the chameleon circuit break. Because, <laughs> like, yeah. you know, like that was, that was only supposed to be the first episode that it was supposed to be the phone booth, right? I think so. Yeah. yeah and, uh, you know, budget restrictions, so they kept it the phone booth. But, like, what else could it have, like, the telephone booth works because it's like an enclosed box kind of thing, right? 
Yeah, like, yeah. Could it have become like I? Every time I think about it changing, I picture uh, Hitchhiker's Guide in my head with the improbability <laughs> drive at the end, where it turns into like a flower and then like a banana and then a ship. <laughs> <laughs> Did you ever see uh, the movie uh, Safety Not Gu- uh, Guaranteed? No. All right. It's it, it's this movie about a guy who writes uh, a newspaper like in, in the want ads. He writes a want ad uh, for someone to go uh, travel back in time with them. And this this newspaper catches wind of it, and so they go visit him up in like upstate Washington, and they just think that this guy is just, like completely bizarre. Um, that he's just, you know, a psychopath, that there's obviously something wrong with him. You know, come to find out, nothing wrong with this guy. He was right the whole time. They show his time machine, and it's like one of those, um, you know, like the swamp cruiser things that you see people drive, like in Louisiana. They have those huge fans on the back of it. Okay, so it kind of looks like almost like H.G. Wells, the original one that they had on Big Bang Theory. Okay, I am setting the dials for January 10th, 2328. Here we go into the future. Yeah, basically. Yeah, yeah. yeah, okay. yeah a lot bigger than that. And the moment I saw that, I'm like, how cool would that be if that like, yeah. if somehow transformed into something like that? Yeah. I mean, something so nonchalant. You see a you know, phone booth everywhere you go. I mean, you, you know, go downtown Denver, and that's what you're going to see. Yeah, yeah. You know, you're just like, it is the most inconspicuous thing. And, you know, obviously that was done on purpose, but, you know, out of all the things I could have chosen, you know, yeah, a, 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 a police box. Yeah. yeah, it's it's. I guess as long as there's an entrance for a human to fit through, it could form that. I guess. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, <Right>. it's, <laughs> you know, like technically, could the TARDIS take the form of a kangaroo, and could you crawl out of its pouch, <laughs> and then it'd be bigger on the inside of that pouch? You know, like how far can we take this? <laughs> right. Right. Hmm. <laughs> Oh, excuse me. <coughs> I'm choking on my tea there. Ugh. That's how British I'm getting tonight. I'm drinking right. tea with my... I'm drinking wife. a Miller High Life. I'm really <laughs> over here. Yeah. And and the weed I'm smoking is really horrible, red, bricky, hash-type crappy weed in honor <laughs> of the UK. No, I, I joke, people. I joke. It, that's not what I'm smoking, but that of course is not what you're smoking out there either. I have no idea. I was there once. I was I was in Scotland, and uh, I got the opportunity once in a week to smoke a dupe. And the, the, it's kind of sad because the girl who had it and smoked it with me was the girl who worked at the the uh, hospice or what you call it, the hostel I was staying at. Okay. And she was from Toronto. She was from Peterborough. So the one time I got to smoke weed in Scotland was with the Canadian girl who was living there. <laughs> that's that's ridiculous. <laughs> it's kind of how it works, I guess. <laughs> so, but I that's 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 a reputation I've heard that it's it's not great stuff going on over over there, you know. But yeah, those I've, I've got a couple friends over there. They're you know mostly drinkers. I don't think you know if they do, you know, smoke. They obviously are not advertising it, and I would hope if they were, it would be something really good. Well, I th- you think it'd be fairly decent being close enough to hop and skip over to Amsterdam, you know, like right, 
You know, they figured there'd be at least some nice hashish or something coming through. You know what I mean? Any, anything to make them happy from the lack of sunlight that they get. You know? <laughs> totally. You know, when you're on that island, you feel like you're on an island. <laughs> <laughs> I love how they've never explained why uh, all aliens are British, too. Yeah, and it doesn't even matter. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they, well, it's the whole thing. You know, the, the TARDIS translates everything for you. It's true, but does that include – that includes the accent then? Like why is – Man, I don't know. Are Why you hearing the British doctor's accent? accent as British because of the TARDIS then? Uh, <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Man, I, that was one thing. I, I I think I saw a meme about it on Facebook or on Twitter or something like that. I never even considered that until I saw that. I just kind of looked at it and thought, you know, it's an English show. And then like, everyone has the same accent. This is getting really weird. Like, you're going to tell, like, the ones where they have, you know, Americans – like if yeah. they're doing, I think you know when Richard Nixon was on at one time, I think you know the Secret Service. I think they were faking that accent. Nice, yeah. <laughs> but there's there's no way they're just gonna find some old fat guy with you know who, 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 with an American accent to do that. The guy's obviously faking. <laughs> it's the same thing if you watch Star Trek, though, right? Everybody in the galaxy is fucking American or like right English accent, right? Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they have that that they're really proper speak to them, you know. <laughs> Uh, just ridiculous. So, who's your favorite doctor? Um, it, again, having watched uh, Tom Baker, I, I kind of always throw throw Tom Baker a bone. Yeah. Um, but I think for uh, yeah, the newer ones, um, it, it, it took me a while, but uh, I think Matt Smith actually took over David Tennant. I I would agree. Um, for me, it's definitely Smith. It's Smith and Hartnell for me. I love the first doctor because he was such a fucking douche. He was just flat out like fucking you're an asshole. Like <laughs> he, he he had that uh that that air about him. Yeah. You know he, he always putting the thumbs into his jacket and he yeah. he, he was yeah he was really arrogant. You know real precise. Yeah. Kind of person. I love that. I, I, I like the humor of Smith though over I think over all of them though because he seems genuinely childish you know i know that's what most people's favorite trait about him is he's so fun and that kind of thing i like the the dark side of smith i don't think as much as like there's been some dark doctors like eccleston and Tennant at times and you know there's been some like dark moments in the history of the doctor who's there's a certain dark side to matt smith that when he gets like there he's fucking he's more badass than I think any doctor's been like, uh, Oh, what's the one, the 11th, uh, is it the 11th hour? Oh. I love that scene when he's out on top of the rooftop with Rory and Amy and he's just, he's putting his clothes on. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. And he's choosing the tie and this and that, that whole speech and the way he's like, I'm the doctor run like, and his whole speech to like the Satan and stuff like that's, that's the Smith. I love. I'm the doctor. Basically, run. Yeah. Yeah, I like that he was real direct about it, and, and, and obviously, I mean that was done on purpose. Yeah. Yeah. So I and I, I was part when, when Tenet came in, I was kind of hesitant about Tenet. Um. I liked Eccleston. I really did. I thought he was a really good doctor. I, I really liked how 
he was in it more for the travel. He wasn't in it to fall in love or have someone fall in love with him. You know, he wasn't in it to, you know, the way that it was written for Tennant and Smith, there's always this huge underlying love story or a huge tragic event that's about to happen. Right. He was just in it just to travel around. And I yeah. thought that was really cool, but he had that darkness about him too, where he didn't really give a shit about anything. I mean, yeah, he, he expressed that so often. And he had just come stuff. out of the time war, right? He had just right. fucking killed all his own people, so. Yeah. It was, he, I mean, when it got into Tenet, he kind of had both, uh, you know, both personalities where he had a real hidden dark side, but he also had this really amazing personality. He too. was starting to lighten up. <laughs> yeah, he was. I mean, like, well, yeah. once he got Donna, I mean, shit just started going downhill for him. <laughs> Which Do you think? I think Donna was good for him. I thought Donna. Oh no, was... I thought she's definitely. I mean, for the the newer series, hands down, my favorite companion. Hands oh yeah, down. yeah, she's oh. up there for me. I, she may be. Yeah. Who's your number one? When I think about it, I have. To, this is so weird to say because it's so fresh, but at the moment, I would say Clara. Man, she is. The, the story surrounding her is just pure amazing. Yeah, it's something, it's it's really, really fucking cool. But, I mean, I, I shouldn't even say her because she's too fresh. So if I think about it for a sec, Donna's really good. Donna's entertaining as hell. Yeah. Like, but there's something I liked about Amy, too. I mean, Amy was badass. Right. You know, do you count River Song? I do a little bit, yeah. If she's I mean, a companion. She's probably my favorite because you know, fucking greatness. You know, like in fact, today it's been great because uh, our channel, our sci-fi, is what it's called there, right? Sci-fi channel. Yeah, yeah. Right here it's called Space. That's our version of it. Oh, that's and, so much cooler. Yeah, and every, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I guess it is, isn't it? <laughs> so Space on every Sunday on Space for the past few weeks they've been doing Doctor Who marathons. So they've been showing like seven or eight episodes from morning till night of Doctor Who, and they'll and they're in a row. Like they'll they'll pick like six from this season or eight from that season. So like one weekend was all Eccleston episodes, and then uh, you know all Tenant episodes, and then last week was all Smith episodes, and then it and that goes all the way till nine o'clock at night, and at nine o'clock at night they've been showing that Doctor Who revisited show. Oh yeah, where they put a two-hour block up of old episodes. Yep. And uh, so that's been amazing to have up to be able to watch that. So Sundays have been crazy Doctor Who around here. So I've been catching up on insanity, like the things I should have seen by now that haven't. Like today, I finally watched Jenny and the TARDIS about the Doctor's daughter. Oh, yeah. Oh, and, yeah. And yeah. I hadn't seen that whole episode yet. So that was fucking – that was great to watch. That was that, that was a good episode, man. I really liked that one. Yeah, and she's still was, out there, I guess, eh? Yeah, I mean, she she jumped, and, uh, you know, she, she jumped into that spacecraft, and she was gone. She was out. And they've never and touched been, back on her since then. No, that pisses me off, because she could have been so cool to have as, yeah. I mean, it doesn't have to yeah. be a constant companion. She can just be someone that just randomly shows up, kind of like River Song does, or, you know, yeah. Captain Jack. Just have her show up every once in a while, and because she hasn't, that's like just the littlest bit of disappointment that I have in the show so far. It's uh, it is weird because it's been a while, and uh, that's most of those type characters show up again, 
And yeah, yeah it is really weird. But you know what? I mean, there's still the future, right? Like, right, right. It's a great thing about this show. They could pull on a character that was mentioned 20 years ago and like make it relevant. Yep. You know, sometimes they can even get away with recasting it or whatever. So, right. you know, it's cool. But yeah, it's definitely neat. It's going to be interesting to think of the future of Doctor Who because we're at a crossroads right now where it's it's a 50th anniversary and they're they're really taking this story to a crazy height. Like this Clara thing, which which has been nuts. And now we've gotten clarification on Clara. So right. Clara's kind of done. Now they've opened up this new box with the John Hurt and everything. Yeah. Now, the day of the Doctor, sure, maybe we find out about the Time War and all that kind of jazz. But I think after that happens, it, it might have to revert back to the original ways of Doctor Who when there was no big giant backstory. Because this Time War didn't exist till the new series, right? Right. Right, so this has been kind of a backbone that this entire new series has been able to build off, which we're about to get a serious payoff for, right? <laughs> so that's going to be awesome and all, but what happens after that? Things just go back to normal, and it's a whole new... Now the Doctor's just zipping around space again, I guess, you know? I mean, if he went back to doing that, I don't think... Man, I don't know. I mean, with the Time War being such a huge... Like, like you said, it's just the backbone of almost every episode yeah even if it's like right in front of you or if it's just an underlying kind of points to it i mean if you get rid of that man i don't know it may just, could go, just go back you know yeah yeah because they've got a few things to explain now one thing that recently was said that was was really exciting for me is it's driving me nuts like this whole questioning thing i'm not a patient whovian okay <laughs> i started watching the show i've seen a real good bulk of the new series i've watched many of the old ones right back to the original doctor uh, watched all the specials i could i read all the wikipedia i can and because uh, there's a whole doctor whovian pedia right Yep, yep. And uh, and YouTube, YouTube and Daily Motion are both fantastic for Doctor Who stuff. So I watch like uh, a lot of like uh, you know collaborations and or what are they called? Like you know, cut. I'm totally blanking on the most obvious word in the world right now. Oh. You know where they take just a whole bunch of different like all the regenerations put into one. You know. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. The, and they the show cup, yeah. And they show like all the fucking clips of whatever. So all the know. compilations. Oh, that's and... the word I'm looking yeah, for. Compilation. Yeah. I should have been thinking of my porn, but I didn't. <laughs> that's but... compilation. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, but that stuff is how I've caught up, and you know, because I it, you can't watch 50 years worth of shit, right? Or I'll be way behind. Oh, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So now I'm dying to see how this is gonna work out. So we're at a point where. We're about to go down and turn into the 12th Doctor. That leaves him one more regeneration after the 12th Doctor. Right. In between the 12th and 13th final Doctor should be the Veilyard. Right? Yeah. It, all right. So I was talking to my buddy about this at work. And um, I don't know. It, it, it's really weird. A lot of things online. I mean, any kind of, uh, you know, comment page or anything on Doctor Who it always gets brought up that Capaldi is going to be the final or or could be the final Doctor because Tenet 
he got his hand cut off and it was like his first or second episode he got his hand cut off right he started regenerating towards shit when was it i mean towards the end of his tenure he started regenerating he threw all of that into his hand he basically threw like that power of him regenerating back into his hand so he basically already regenerated once then after he absorbs all the radiation and you know his final episode he you know obviously regenerated into matt smith that would make matt smith the 12th doctor then Ooh. Ooh. right right then if you think through him too when they went and killed hitler he died river song gave up her regeneration to him yes so maybe he added one Yes, that, that could be one of the obvious ones, but that hand one I never thought of because Stephen Moffat recently said, he said, you missed something. Yeah. That's what he yeah. said to his fans. He said, you missed something because everybody's it, asking about the regenerations. Yeah. And that's a very, the hand is a very good point. Yeah. I mean, that yeah. was, I mean, I didn't even consider it when I first saw it. And, you know, talking There's to so many it. easy outs to it, if you think about it. Like, and that River Song one is the easiest one that he picked up extra regeneration power or, you know, whatever, because yeah. somehow it's got to work. Yeah, but I mean, every writer, I mean, especially Moffat, too, I mean, they're just so good at pressing a reset button. I think the only way this could possibly disappoint me is if the Veil Yard isn't even mentioned, unless he's already been explained away and I don't know about it. Right. Like, uh, even if John Hurt isn't the Veilyard, I want it to be explained why. Because I don't think the Veilyard's ever been closed out. And that's too cool a fucking thing, you know? Right. Because there's also that... Remember that one incarnation that was just like a white or creature that helped uh, Tom Baker regenerate? It became one with Tom Baker before he regenerated into Davison. I don't remember that. Okay, been... there's there's this thing. Like, he split off at one point into these two creatures. And this other creature was an incarnation of the Doctor's, like, something. Okay. And then it had to join with Tom Baker to become Davison. So there was some debate that right there, there was a break in the line. Okay. Right? So there's, there's, there's quite a few outs they have. And I think they'll probably go smarter than we even think they will. <laughs> yeah. And like I said, too, I mean, Moffat's always just been, I don't think he writes himself into a corner, but I think, you know, he, he just gets to a certain point where he's just like, fuck it, we can just keep going. I have all the power in the world to just hit the reset button. I'm being extremely clever up here, and there's no one to stand around looking impressed. What's the point in having you all? So are you excited about Capaldi? I am. Um, I, I've, I've been trying to do myself a favor and not uh, watch anything with him. Um, just so I can, you know, just, I want to be really surprised when I see him. I don't want to go into it having any kind of negative opinion on him. If I don't like his acting in a certain movie, but I don't want to build him up as being amazing because I saw him in something I thought was cool. Um, I think one thing they're lucky about these actors with Doctor Who though, is that nobody plays any role like they do when they're playing Doctor Who, right? Right. So like, like. We're never going to see Matt Smith behave in some of the ways that he's behaved as Doctor Who ever again, probably. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So Capaldi, I think, because I haven't seen him in much either. I've pretty much only seen that Doctor Who episode he was in. 
Right, that, that right. was it for me, yeah. And I saw him on uh, Craig Ferguson. He was on, because they're like best friends. And uh, he was on there, and they were talking about a time they did acid and shit. <laughs> and uh, it was funny because uh, Capaldi was like, no, it was Craig Ferguson was like, remember that time uh, we did acid together? And Capaldi was like, no, I remember that time you did acid and showed up at my house, and I happened to be on acid as well. <laughs> so, because, you know what, when, it, when the rumors were going around of who might be the next doctor, the one that got me most excited was I heard Hugh Laurie was being mentioned. Yeah. And yeah. I'm such a house freak, it's not even funny. Like, I, he would have been just, that would have been huge. That would have been epic. Hugh Laurie is Doctor Who. And Capaldi's kind of a similar type in a way. And so I think it may be, you know, we're not going to have this fun and silly. It's I think I'm kind of looking forward to that they're going in an older direction again, you know? Oh, yeah. Yeah, and I, I'm really hoping for something, uh, you know, no matter if the whole Time War thing is resolved, if it continues on, I, I'm really ready to see just a completely dark Doctor. Yeah. I mean... Yeah, you can. I mean, the, the writing obviously is going to have a lot of humor in it too. But th those dark episodes are some of the best episodes. They are. That yeah. Done. Yeah, he's such an anti-hero. Like he seems like he'd just be the Doctor flying around saving shit. But no, he's he's kind. He's a son of a bitch. He can be a fucking douche. Yeah. You know, he can be a bad dude, and you know, but he's still the Doctor, and somehow it always turns out right. It's. It's really fucking weird, you know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I was watching... Because uh, I'm, I'm going through and watching them all again because I, I couldn't wait. Um, I think I think the new season's not starting until May. And, uh, I, I, we, I mean, we just finished, you know, the seventh season. And I'm like, screw it, I was going to go back and start with Eccleston again. Because we've got some of the, the earlier movies coming in on Netflix. Okay. Um, so we're going to see, you know first season first episode and i think we have like the first four episodes coming on dvd um so for now i'm just going back to you know the newer series and you know i'm starting to watch all of them again and um just getting really excited but also trying to catch as many of the things that i missed at first or just didn't really pay a whole lot of attention to um and so i'm, I'm starting to get all that dark shit again with tenant you know, I, I just finished watching Runaway Bride. And, okay, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, at the end, when he kills that big spider bitch. Yeah, and all the babies and shit, yeah. Yeah, and yeah, he, yeah. he drowns all the babies and then basically lights that bitch on fire. I was... <laughs> yeah. It, it, was, it was a good scene. It was a really good scene. Yeah. You really get that dark side of him, but, I mean, that's, you know, that's the only time you see... You know, Donna Noble for that that you know for that whole season, like at that one episode with her. But you see what kind of force she has over the Doctor as well. Yeah, she's she's like it. It's not too often that a companion has a hold on a Doctor like she did. Like yeah, you know that's that's that was very like older sister motherly in a way. It was very maternal. It was very protective. It was yeah, because he was as described by a few like Matt Smith too like. Tennant was very swashbuckling. He was a very adventurous mm -hmm. kind of, you know, fucking go by the balls, fucking kind of doctor, you know. Right, right. And uh, that's that was his style, you know. And Donna fit that 
adventure very, very, you know. I think Matt Smith would have been almost too boring a doctor for Donna. Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. So. I mean, yeah, because Smith needed, you know, the... He didn't, he didn't necessarily need a companion. He needed a mate, you know, a playmate to go out and just screw things up with. Yes, it, yeah. That's what made Clara so awesome. I mean, that's why, I mean, I really liked her, too. Yeah. But in all those episodes, when something was going wrong, and she always asked, what's your plan? It's like, I, I have no plan. What's yours? <laughs> it, you know, he had a, just a very kind of fucking attitude about everything. And I really liked that about him. Yeah. yeah. You know, I, I, he understands how all that kind of stuff works. And, and you know, where Tennant was, you know, he was just so by the book. You know, the tent was just so by the book on everything. Yeah. 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 I watched uh, the first River Song appearance today. Well, I was on my way to this gay gypsy bar mitzvah for the disabled when I suddenly thought, gosh, the third rice a bit rubbish. I think I'll kill the Führer. Oh, in the library? Yeah, the library. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, that's a great episode. It is. It's it is. so well done. And then I was watching it, and it got to the end where the library had saved her, right? On the file, yeah. the hard drive. And then you see her standing there hugging her friends in the English manor countryside. And I was like, wow, it's so impressive. And I thought to myself that that is the last moment of River Song's life we're meant to ever see. Yeah. Right? And you got to make a whole person's life start and end from the end point. And that's all you got. All you got is an end point. Mm -hmm. And you got to – and what they were able to build off her character from that character's like very tiny brief – glimpse of a moment in the doctor who universe was insane it shaped things for all for the it shaped the doctor to come you know oh yeah yeah Yeah. like that's so so impressed me that was that the plan did they like her so much because i know originally she was only supposed to do a couple but she was so popular they signed her right on so i guess they didn't think in their heads that this will be fun for the future. They probably meant it as a one-time, just like right. Jenny and the TARDIS, who was left as a one-time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, whatever they, they did, I mean, her uh, her character and the backstory of River Song, I think is not just in the show, but a lot of these too. I mean, the story behind it is so cool. Her yeah. interactions with the Doctor and everything and how they're never on the same path. They're never in, 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 in the same yeah, yeah, time, basically. Yeah, yeah. And, backwards from each other yeah and the journals that they keep to find out oh, have, have you done this yet no well tell me about it oh spoilers i can't just that whole i mean that's that that mystery to it all yeah is is just is so cool and when i first saw her i didn't really like her that much and i loved that episode in the library that that one was so cool yeah but for yeah. some reason i could not get behind her i was like she's cool but she's just like she she annoyed me a little bit she uh, yeah she's she is an odd type to have to get used to because you know you're like doctor's wife huh and then she's got to pass your standards exactly you know because everybody's got their own personal standards for what the doctor's wife would be right right yeah yeah and then you know now she's you know, she's a really good fit and I think actually what turned me towards her was the fact that she was wearing Amy's daughter I was like. I, I, I can't hate her now. Yeah, she's oh, she's family. <laughs> right, oh, exactly. Now I, have I have to, to like, like her, man. and she's the doctor's wife. So what does that make? That makes Amy and Rory the doctor's parents-in-law. 
Yes. Right? Yeah. So yes. Amy was actually the doctor's mother-in-law? <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah. Uh, I saw this picture the other day. I was floating around uh, Facebook. It was, uh, uh, man, maybe it was the, oof, one of the first episodes with Smith. And uh, they're all, like, in the somewhat country. And it's Amy, the doctor, and Rory. They're all sitting on a bench. And this is when Amy was pregnant. And the little meme was something like, you know, that really awkward moment when you show up for your date and have to sit with her parents. You know? <laughs> and there's Amy sitting there huge and pregnant, you know? Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> I always love the relationship between Rory and the doctor. Yeah. I mean, I liked, I liked it too. I, I felt, I felt real bad for Rory. You know. Oh yeah. But half the awesome. time, the doctor was more behind their relationship than Amy was. Oh yeah. Like, <laughs> like, like the doctor was always like behind Rory. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, I think it was just like the con. Well, see, I really felt bad for him because, you know, he 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 was such a cool character. and He was such a cool guy, and I, I think he is a character that a lot of people can relate to. He's just, you know, an average guy. And he, you know, somehow he bags this really hot chick. And <laughs> yeah. she, I mean, she didn't, I mean, yeah, you know, she strayed from him a yeah. little bit. She had this huge infatuation with the doctor and kind of just left him there. And then when he started, like, tagging along, there was always just some weird tension between all three of them. And then, you know, the, the episode where... She gives birth to River, and she starts talking about, oh, I waited for this guy for so long, and he finally came back. And the whole time you're thinking that she's talking about the doctor, come to find out she's talking about Rory. I'm like, oh, finally. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, that was dude, beautiful. It's redemption, you know? Yeah, yeah. That was, like, that was important for me. I mean, because that, that first part we started talking about, I can't believe this. I'm pissed off. How would yeah. you say something like that? You're a fucking married woman. And then I was, I mean, I was shut up completely. I was like, oh, okay, you're talking about <laughs> right, we're, we're good now, we're good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm glad, yeah, they totally worked everything out. And especially after all that, the whole, when Amy waited, was, like, left for, like, 20,000 years or whatever the fuck, too. And she oh, was, like, the warrior man. chick in the fucking place. Yeah, that yeah. episode killed me. Yeah. I'm was... not sure about you, but these, these shows... They honestly kill me emotionally sometimes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Sometimes they're not all happy endings, kids, no, these Doctor Who stories. Absolutely <laughs> not. Yeah. I mean, that one in particular, too. I mean, when she's on the outside of the TARDIS and she wants to come in, and it was, I'm sitting there, I'm like, oh, my God, this is ridiculous. I was, like, tearing up. I look over my wife, and she's a spook on tears. Yeah. Yeah, and the library, too, when you see the daughter and her face is, like, in the computer and, like, the white, like, portion of the hard drive you know it's the little yeah. girl's face it's like oh her little face Very and even clara me. when you find out clara when the dalek is clara you're like oh yeah. that dalek is clara's a dalek oh <laughs> the, the, the same thing in, in the library when they're all leaving and donna's leaving and she thinks well you know she sees her husband she just kind of or not her husband you know the, the, the guy Oh, when he stutters and he can't call her name out. Yes. Yes, because he stutters and he oh can't quite get her God. name out. Yeah. That shit was. <laughs> I have no problem admitting. I have no problem admitting to the fact that man, I I have cried plenty of times. Yeah. Oh yeah. Actually. Of course, the ultimate moment. I don't want to go. <laughs> um, no, yeah. got me before that though. It was Willard, man. When Grandpa saluted him and blew him a kiss. 
I lost my shit. Oh yeah. <laughs> I could. <laughs> I was trying to be like really good about it. And again, yeah. you know, he's going through everything. He's Why does he all... love the doctor so much? I don't know. I think it was, ah, man, I don't know. Something happened in the past, I think, maybe between them or something. That's something I got a Whoopedia. Yeah. I got to yeah. look into that a little more. Because that dude loves the fuck. He's like, Donna, go with the doctor. Go. Right. right. <laughs> Is the doctor left yet? Go. Don't forget. Go, go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That's fucking. So, what's your favorite uh, Doctor Who villain? Oh, man. I, I really. Oh, man. I don't know. That's tough. I'm a fan of the master myself, man. Especially he's when cool. He had, when he had tendon in that cage, like a little tiny old dude. Oh, that was ridiculous. Yeah, that was fucking crazy. And they're all <laughs> thinking about the doctor and shit. But yeah, that guy to play, not all of the masters, but that guy playing the master was a great master. I really enjoyed that take on it. You know what he, I mean? He was, I, I think he did a really good job. I mean, his, the way that he portrayed him and everything. I mean, he, he looked evil. He he looked so plain, but he looked so evil too. Yeah, he played it so well. He played it like a like a bad doctor. Like you, he played it like a guy from Gallifrey, if that makes sense. Like oh yeah, yeah. You know, so that's the one thing I don't think we'll ever know. It like the show would die if we ever heard the doctor's name, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like I've heard people like talking about maybe they'll like say it and shit, and I was like, I'm just like, no, that's the one thing that well, they'll never even consider giving him an actual name, right? That just kills the whole essence of the show. You know what I mean? Yeah. Not that yeah. I even quite fully understand why. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's something I've never, I, I've never caught on to the whole thing. I think what they, I think they just purposely made it so mysterious. Because you never hear it. You well, never... there is a story, and I can't remember if it was a novelization or one of those, uh, like, radio plays. Because mm-hmm. they've done, like, hundreds of them, eh? Like, there's so much expanded universe Doctor Who, it's insane. Yeah. And uh, they explained once where their names came from. <clears throat> and they, before the first episode of Doctor Who, there's stories that are pre-first episode, I believe. Okay. And they were on a planet, and for some reason, no, wait, they came to, I can't remember why, they chose those names, though, for a reason, because they were stuck on Earth or stuck somewhere because of something with some aliens or something, and they chose the names, and for some reason, the doctor was wearing doctor's clothes, or that's all the clothes that were there for him to put on or something. Uh, Okay. So he put on some doctor's clothes and called himself the doctor, and that just stuck. And never told anybody who he was. And his granddaughter Susan picked that name because it was like a friend or something. I'm probably totally wrong on that. Any of you Whovians out there, there may be some hardcores listening out of curiosity. (laughs) (laughs) I am not in any way claiming to be an expert. This show is called An Elegant Weapon, goddammit. I own 78 goddamn lightsabers and I smoke a lot of weed, okay? That's the kind of show you're listening to right now. And we're just we're just celebrating the awesomeness that is Doctor Who, so please forgive me if my rambled on facts are completely wrong. <laughs> but you gotta think, man. There's so many hardcore fans out there that, oh yeah, you know, if if they are listening, that they're they're gonna nitpick. 
They are, you know. And like, I, I would hope, I would hope you would do it. Too. I do it to Star Wars podcasts. Like I know someone would do it to me. Like as a Star Wars fan and as a aficionado as the of the expanded universe, I listen to other Star Wars podcasts, and I'm just like, yeah, wrong. <laughs> yeah, no, that's wrong. That didn't happen then. No, that's not how that went down. <laughs> like, and I just, I'm not trying to be a dick, and I'm not saying it's a bad podcast. They're, they're usually awesome. Right. But you know, and and you can't, you everybody can't know everything, so you have to be forgiving because you know people, considering how much there is to know, people do pretty good. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. Okay. So you know, yeah, that's yeah. So it, it's a growth thing, you know. Especially when you have fifty years of shit to catch up on. Right, dude. I've got a, I've got yeah. a job and a wife and kids, man. I'm, I, I watch them because I enjoy them. I absorb things, but you know. I still don't quite get why the doctor's real name should be a secret. Like that's the thing I've never really picked up on. Like right. I know it's because he's on the run, and he ran away from Gallifrey. And he was a, a fugitive with a with a box, but so his, was his name just secret because you know he needed to stay needed to stay a fugitive. But even so. even his own people adopted calling him the, the doctor. Right. So there's where my that's something I would love an expert Whovian to oh, yeah. philosophically explain. So. <laughs> You know. I like my daughter's point of view about it. Again, you know, she's ten years old, and, and uh, she caught up uh, quickly to my wife and I when she was watching. But she ended up watching, you know, the uh, uh, name of the doctor before we were able to. Oh yeah. And uh, so she, you know, she she came out of the room. Yeah, you know, we we just Netflix all of them. You know, we just stream all of Netflix. She came running out. And was just excited. She's like, I want to tell you, I want to tell you. We're like, no, shut up, don't say anything. Because we were so like three or four episodes behind her. Oh my God, that would have been mega spoil. It was ridiculous. Yeah, it was. It was. It, 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 I know she wanted to. <laughs> she's like the sweetest girl. I'm like, I swear to God, if you do this, I'm gonna be so pissed <laughs> off. And so. This uh, is a like, for real grounding situation. <laughs> exactly. I'm like, you are out of the family. Just so There's you know, no joking about No mercy. <laughs> right. <laughs> Sweep the leg. I mean, it's going to be painful <laughs> for you. And she was just like, oh, you have to watch it. You have to watch it. And, you know, every day, you know, she'd get home from school and we were about to go to bed. She's like, make sure you watch Doctor Who. And she was going upstairs to go to bed. And we finally got around to it. We watched it. Like on a Friday or Saturday, you know, so we woke up the next day and I saw her. I'm like, hey, guess what we watched last night? She's like, what? I'm like, oh, we watched the name of the doctor. She's like, oh, wasn't that so cool? I'm like, <laughs> I, I'm like, that was that was such a cool episode, you know? So I'm like, you want to talk about it? She goes, the doctor's name is John Hurt? <laughs> I'm like, what? She goes, that's his name. That's the name he's been hiding. I'm like, that is so precious. <laughs> And if we never find out what his name is, we're going to go with John Hurt because that was the most, that was the sweetest. That thing is the most ever. adorable goddamn thing I've ever heard. Right? <laughs> yeah. And I felt, and I, I, I'm telling, I felt kind of like an asshole for telling her, no, that's just the guy who. Uh, yeah. I have to explain this. Let's you don't want to break her heart. Yeah. Right, right. And I, and I felt because she. She swore 
up and down that that's what the doctor's name was. Yeah. And that's what she was hiding from. That's what she was holding in and kind of wanted to spoil us. You know? Oh, that's what she thought the big secret was. Yeah. The actual she words. Honestly, exactly. Because it says John Hurt. Oh. So she honest to God thought that the doctor's name was John Hurt. Oh, poor thing. And then, yeah, then to find out. You had to set her straight, though. I mean, I yeah, know, I, I did. I you did. Couldn't let I, her live I, with that knowledge. <laughs> I had to tell her, I'm like, no, that's just the actor who plays the guy. But I'm, I'm not joking. I felt like, in, like the worst dad <laughs> in the world. You were being a good her. dad, I assure you. <laughs> you were being an excellent father by not letting your daughter walk around thinking that. Right. <laughs> and now you have a wonderful, wonderful story to tell. Yes. <laughs> that makes your child look fucking adorable. <laughs> Can I tell a quick? Uh, I gotta tell you, my, my kid did something adorable. Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, from Halloween. I hope you all enjoyed uh, our last episode there with uh, Anthony Bachman, Boogity Boogity Boo. And uh, we just chatted up some Batman and Halloween. It was good times. But then uh, the next day, I took my kid out for Halloween. And he, it's his second Halloween, right? Nice. And uh, <clears throat> so this is the first year that he's been kind of old enough to be like, you know, like a superhero or like be something and go trick-or-treating. So got him a Man of Steel outfit, right? Nice. Kind of with like the muscles built in and stuff. Right. And, uh, and he's got his candy bucket. And uh, first place we go is Grandma's house. So I go over to my mom's house, and we're walking up to the door, and I'm like, hey, knock on the door and say trick-or-treat. He's like, okay. And he knocks on the door, and my mom opens it. She's got candy. But instead of going trick-or-treat, he starts pointing at his chest going, look, look, I'm Superman. And my mom's like, my mom's like, okay, like, you know, that's great, but say trick-or-treat. And he goes, okay, trick-or-treat. And she goes to put the candy in the bucket. And he was like, no, what are you doing? And, like, held it behind his back. And because he, he, he just didn't quite get it yet, you know. And I was like, take the candy. What's wrong with you? She's trying to give you candy, right? And he's like, oh, okay. Like, what's the what's the trick here? What do I got to do to get the candy? And I was like, nothing, okay? So let's go, kid. I'll show you how it's done. We're leaving. But as we're leaving, we turn around, and a little kid dressed as Spider-Man comes up the driveway. My kid absolutely loses his shit. He's just like, oh, my fucking God, it's fucking <laughs> Spider-Man, Daddy. And I was like, yeah, bud, it's Spider-Man. And I think he thought it was actually Spider-Man or something because he just That's he was awesome. He was just he was so excited and he ran up to this kid and he's like, look, I'm Superman. And he's like pointing at his chest. Right. Then the neighbor's kid comes around the corner. He's a few years older, but he's Iron Man. Oh, my kid's brain just fucking blows the fuck up when he sees this, right? <laughs> and he doesn't get it. He's just like, so the, they walk up and they say trick or treat and get candy. And it kind of clicks in. He's like, oh, everyone's doing this, not just me. Like, because I think he didn't get that this this the whole, this is a like, community event, kid, you know? Like, <laughs> we're not just putting you in a costume, taking you to grandma's house. <laughs> right? So... The next house we go to, it's some kid dressed up as Captain America giving out the candy. And my kid's just loving it. So it was a great night, but he just, he was so thrilled. Like seeing, a, like he's three years old next month. Or sorry, this month on the 18th, right? And you know that like overjoyed excitement they get when like oh, yeah. <laughs> something amazing, the world just opens up to them. Uh, it was just, it was a great moment. And I wanted to share that with all of you. That was a, that was a, proud geek dad fun time moment so that's a good one to hold on to so uh yeah um 
that was great, man. Um, thank you so much for hanging out this evening and chatting. Yeah, man. Thanks for having me. Everybody, thank you for listening. This was a fantastic start to uh, diving into what uh, is sure to be a very, very fun month. Kids, don't forget to watch Adventures. Uh, I think it's called An Adventure in Time and Space or Adventures in Time and Space. But the William Hartnell, uh, you know, David Bradley playing William Hartnell, uh, Brian Cox, you know, uh, that's the biography of the making of the first season of Doctor Who. So please, everybody watch that because we're going to talk about that extensively on the show. Also, of course, November 23rd, the day of the Doctor. I quickly got to ask you too, Adam, how do you think the 10th is involved? Oh, man. I Got any I, theories? Not, not a single one. Not a single one. I, I've, um, yeah, I don't know. Because it's not hoping... just him. It's Rose as well. And see, that's I'm not a big Rose fan because um, she's kind of just a complete fuck up to me. Yeah, I agree. And she just keeps breaking shit. Yeah. She knows that she shouldn't jump in between universes, but she fucking does. Yeah. So I'm thinking she's just going to ruin some shit, and that's... that he's just kind of you know you know the you know tens is going to be there. You know the alternate ten is going to be there to. <laughs> fix roses Co- shit <laughs> collector i don't know yeah. Like, <laughs> I, uh, yeah it's like when you see a really angry woman in the shoe store and then you know their their husband tries to just pull them out because she's making a scene <laughs> i think it might be something like that i i don't know yeah. i don't know <laughs> it's gonna be great to see so that's november 23rd um I'm not sure how it's working yet. They're showing it at the same time simultaneously around the world. Yeah, yeah. So if they're doing it at UK time, they would be doing it at, say they're showing it at 8 o'clock at night in the UK. That means here in eastern Canada. That means it should be, uh, I believe, 5 o'clock in the afternoon. I believe they're three hours ahead. I believe you in Colorado, you guys are two hours behind, yes? Yeah, I think we're getting ours about. I think we're getting ours at one in yeah. the afternoon. At one in the afternoon, it's uh, I don't know, but it's gonna. And that's another amazing thing that they're doing that. The whole world gets to watch it once together. Yeah, and, uh, that's... enjoy. That's very Doctor Who. That's very Whovian. That's a very super fucking cool thing to do. So, everybody, I hope you enjoyed this, Adam. Thank you so much. I hope you enjoyed your first appearance of what oh, I'm man. sure will be many more in the future. We'll have to get so, you Hawk Brothers together sometime. I really enjoyed that one hybrid interest you guys did together too. Man, yeah, yeah. I, I had to. I, I, I almost have to apologize for that jab about not watching hockey, but. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, no, I, I, I haven't watched a single bit of the game tonight myself. So. <laughs> oh man, it's the Colorado game. Is Colorado playing? I don't know. Uh, Toronto's playing. Uh, who are they playing at this moment? Vancouver is up four nothing on Toronto. Well, they've oh, probably shit. won by this point. It's 11.30 here. So, yeah, the uh, Hockey yeah. Night Canada tonight was uh, Colorado at Montreal. I think there was like five tonight. Um, okay. Yeah, they do that some Saturdays. They, if there's a game, if there's enough games, Hockey Night in Canada is 24 hours long. <laughs> and it starts when you get up at 9 in the morning and you watch games till fucking midnight. And then, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's an, uh, I can't, I'm not even going to get into it. <laughs> With the Toronto Maple Leafs, even though I'm sure they lost tonight, them doing so well, there's a certain buzz in the city right now. 
It's yeah. uh, it's like nothing can hold them down. It's like Toronto strong right now. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So uh, there you are, kids. Uh, Adam, thanks again. Yeah. It's at three hundred three bank robber. Uh, or is no, it, it's is uh, that backwards. What is it on the Twitter? Yeah, bank robber three hundred three. It's a uh, the bank robber three hundred three brother of at three hundred three ninja. That's Adam. I'm Jay, and that's all for this week on an elegant weapon. Take it easy. Keep our composure!